Ahoy hoy! Welcome to The Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast, our very first episode! Yeah! I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I know nothing. That's right. So, we are uh, in this series uh, taking a look at The Simpsons as a whole, starting with this, the very first episode, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. If you would like to learn more about our backgrounds and how much exactly we know about The Simpsons, you can go back and check out our trailer, which is available on the platform that you are listening to this to. Uh, at any rate, so uh, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, the very first episode, although I don't think you know this, it was not intended to be the very first episode. It was intended to be the eighth episode. Oh, what, where did you where'd you learn that? I read the Oh, oh, you're reading our big Simpsons book. So, dear listener, um, you should know that we are using the book Simpsons World, The Ultimate Episode Guide, Seasons 1 through 20, as kind of a backbone of what we're talking about and, and a jumping off point of our discussion of these episodes. So I did know that um, because I peaked. <laughs> well, that's, that's okay. So, that's why uh, we have the book. Let's go into a little bit of background about the episode, shall we? Sure. Um, we're just going to say that the production code is 7G08, and it was written by Mimi Pond, directed by David Silverman, and it originally aired on December 17th, 1989. I was five years old. I was four. Almost six years old. I was just turned four. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't think that I watched this when it originally aired, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of moments from this episode that I remember as classic Simpsons moments. Um, Can that, I ask you a question? Sure. Do you remember the very first episode of The Simpsons that you watched? Yeah, yeah. I mentioned it in the um, uh, in the trailer. I think that it was um, uh, Marge v. Monorail. Okay. Or at least that's the earliest one I remember seeing. Yeah, I can I can pinpoint exactly the time and place of the first episode of The Simpsons I ever watched. Oh. And it was the only episode I had ever watched for 2003. When did we get together? For 12 years. Oh. It was my senior year of high school, which was the 2003-2004 uh-huh. school year. And we watched the Lord of the Flies episode. Oh, uh, I think you've told me that before. Yes, I have. And... I have not watched, or I had not watched any episodes subsequently until you and I got together and we started watching it together. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a long way from this episode. It uh, for sure is. I don't, I don't even know what season, I don't even know the actual title of that episode is, but anyway, that is the very first episode I ever watched. Oh, well, that's appropriate because this is the very first episode, full episode at least. Uh, Right. So... Uh, at any rate, so we have up here on uh, Fandom, a Simpsons wiki, a uh, quick synopsis of the episode. So if you have not watched the episode, I would encourage you to go ahead and uh, pause here and watch it before you listen. And just as a clarification, we are watching all of these on Disney Plus, unless we state otherwise. Yeah, so that's important just because of the perspective. Uh, they uh, And we're watching it on our modern television. Right, the which... aspect ratio is different yes it is so uh, it has been noted that there are some jokes that are cut out because of that uh not from not edited out but they're just not visible right uh, in that aspect ratio so the synopsis for simpsons roasting on an open fire it's a not so merry christmas for the simpsons mr burns plans to cut christmas bonuses 
Marge has to spend the family's Christmas savings to erase a tattoo that Bart thought would make a great Christmas present. And when Homer learns he won't be getting the bonus, life in Springfield gets even tighter. So what's a breadwinner to do except take a second job as a shopping mall Santa? Uh, we get a lot of introduction. There's a lot of exposition yes. in this in this episode. It's very much a pilot episode in terms of character introduction. It, uh, character introductions mm-hmm. and kind of like just getting a feel for who this family is in the community that they, community that they live in. Yeah, so you uh, you get a really good introduction to the Homer and Flanders relationship. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to point out real quick here that Flanders is extremely secular for Ned Flanders. <laughs> that was one of the things I wrote down um, when they're doing the Christmas decorations outside and Homer kind of has like the typical Homer like flub of not having great Christmas lights and mm-hmm. then you pan out and next door yeah. Flanders says Merry Xmas. Yeah. Keep the Christ in Christmas, Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Although, you know, maybe Flanders is uh, learned enough in biblical uh, knowledge to know that X stands for the first letter in Christ's name. Okay, but, fair enough. But I don't think that that's the point. He says Xmas. And he also, when he walks away from Homer later in the episode, actually says Happy Holidays, uh, which would earn you uh, a quick cancel. So what we're, what we're saying is the war, the war on Christmas has been happening since 1989. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, should we go sequentially through this? Sure, kind of sure. Yeah, I was just talking about you know bit. some of the introductions that we get here yeah. in this. We get introduced to Flanders. We get introduced to Patty and Selma. Yes. Uh, those relationships are very well established. And I did not know that Patty and Selma came in so early. I did not know that they were episode one. Like, mm-hmm. here we are, we're Marge's sisters. That's right. Had no idea. And we hate, 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 hate Homer. Homer. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, we, uh, we're introduced, uh, of course, we'll talk about this in a little bit, to Santa's little helper. We actually are sort of introduced to Snowball 1. Uh, yeah. And by that, we are introduced to... Snowball 2. Mm-hmm. That is also something I had no idea about. I did not know that Snowball 1 got hit by a car. You know what? I have to say, I've, I'd forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> in my mind, there was a snowball one somewhere in the in the series. Right. Uh, that's and that's what I kind of thought about all along was snowball ones in there somewhere, and then snowball yeah. two comes along later. But nope, right here. So uh, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I've watched really any first or second season episodes. So it's possible that we might actually see snowball one at some point during this. I don't know. I know that you don't know. <laughs> so. so we begin in Act 1 uh, in the episode. They are attending a Christmas pageant, uh, and a, a quality gag is present right in the beginning. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but as they cross the uh, Springfield Elementary sign with uh, the marquee that says there's a Christmas pageant, uh, it is noted as getting three and a half stars oh, no, as a I review. <laughs> I didn't see that. I did not notice that. I was more concerned with, A, the color of Homer's car. Oh, it's a different color. Yes. I'm colorblind, everybody. Every, he's colorblind, and I think it was to... I think the reason for the difference in coloration is the lighting. They wanted to, like... you. They wanted you to know that it's, like, dusk. It's uh-huh. dark. Because his car is blue uh-huh. in that first moment. In the scene. Yes. Uh-huh. Whereas subsequently it's pink. Oh, it changed in the episode. 
I don't think it changed in the episode. I don't. I did not pay that much attention. Oh. Um, uh, I have. I have a spoiler for you. Okay. There's a lot of coloring that's off in the first. Couple I know of first seasons. season is like not quote unquote canon, but I also don't know exactly what quote unquote canon is. Well, I'm what I'm talking about is there are some obvious, definite coloration differences. Okay. You will notice that's it. That's fair. There's no way around it. Well, I didn't. I also noticed um, one of the things I wrote down about the Christmas pageant is that Sherry and Terry are there, and they are mm-hmm. brunette. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a good example of yeah. that. So anyways, um, and then also a different coloration that I noticed was that, and again, it might be to kind of indicate to you that this is a dark atmosphere, is that Marge's dress is red and her pearls are white. Oh, man, I didn't notice that at all. When they're entering the auditorium. Yeah, I don't notice colors uh, because of my condition, (laughs) y'all. I know you don't. And and I mentioned in in the teaser or the trailer or whatever you want to call it that our brains work very differently. And these are the kinds of things I notice. Whereas I don't know that you do necessarily mm-hmm. just because of your colorblindness, but also just because of the way your brain works. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's probably right. an accurate thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, we move into the pageant and they are watching this pageant. I got to say, I, I wrote this down, uh, in my later notes while we were watching the show, but I think it warrants being said here. Uh, it starts out pretty slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode is not, does not grab your attention. I I wouldn't say right away, um, but they're they're uh, they're sitting and watching the children perform various Christmas traditions. Uh, they pointed out, I will say, something that is part of my own life that uh, I thought was really interesting is that the German Christmas uh, tradition is noted that Santa brings gifts for the children that are good and whipping rods for. The children that are bad. That's the tradition that I grew up with. But everybody else in the United States, I think, who aren't German in heritage, grew up with Santa bringing bad kids something else. Lumps of coal. Coal, yeah. yeah. I always I always learned it as coal and switches. Oh, you look oh you had both. Yeah. Oh, well yeah. you double dipping Well over and there. now and now like it's like, no, Krampus does that. Don't yeah. you know? See, now we now we know better. <laughs> Listen up, Mimi Pond. Don't you know that Krampus brings the kids switches? Uh-huh. We should we should say that this is very apropos because it is um, December fifth, the fifth uh, of December, when we're recording yeah. this. So it is very close to Christmas. So this was a very seasonal uh, time to start doing this. Yeah, podcast. there's a picture that maybe we'll post on the Instagram that ha- uh, of us beginning to record the trailer, uh, right? Just a short while ago with our Christmas tree in the yeah. background. Um, also something that was introduced, like within the first moments, mm-hmm. Maggie snowsuit, the star. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very cute. Good job, Maggie. <laughs> H- holding it all together. Yeah. Uh, right? Well, and you, and you also mentioned the, um, the German tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, was that Ralph supposed, to, was that supposed to be Ralph? The Japanese, yes. uh, the Japanese kid. Yeah. Yes. I think that that w- it looked like Ralph to me, although it he did didn't too. really sound like Ralph. It did not sound like but Ralph. It definitely had all. the Ralph face and hair. Yes. So yeah, that, that was something I definitely noticed. And also Mr. Largo, mm-hmm. everyone's favorite music teacher is the MC. Yes. Uh, it's important to note because we've made mention of Ralph, that Ralph is Caitlin's favorite I, character. I love Ralph y'all like a lot. I don't know much. About The Simpsons, but I know I love Ralph. Uh, Caitlin says that when I go swimming and I come <laughs> out of the water, when my hair is pressed down because the water Yeah, is, he looks like Ralph. That I look like Ralph, and I'm really not sure how to take it. So uh, You should take that as a compliment because it's adorable. Uh, I'm not sure how to take that either. So. 
anyways, and I, I should also say that, like, as I've watched this with Robert over the years, like, a, of particular interest to me are the background characters. This is true, y'all. Uh, I don't know why, but, like, I just like to make the links between, like, the background characters and if they're named, if they're non-named, whatever. Which is why I know Mr. Largo, because he is in the credits every time mm-hmm. as Lisa's music teacher. So as uh, as we move through this pageant here, we come into something that is another, uh, uh, frankly, it has to be a cultural uh, parallel between The Simpsons and I assume you and me, we've never talked about this in particular, but it's the singing of Jingle Bells by the children and Bart singing the famous Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin yeah. Laid an Egg. I have no idea if it was from this episode that kids in my elementary school uh, got that song, but I can tell you for sure that we were singing this song when I was a kid. That was 10,000% something I definitely did as a child. And, like, yeah, I don't know where it originated, but, like, now that I am... 36 years old and yeah. seeing this for, I have seen this episode before, but seeing this again for the first time in several years, I was like, Oh, that's right. Bart's kind of a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like important. Marge is like, Oh God, he's singing so beautifully, but she doesn't know that he's singing these terrible well, lyrics. I don't know if he's a shit. He's just mischievous. Like that's, and when I say he's a shit, that's what I mean. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This this falls into like the this falls into the category of like a little boy getting into trouble. That's not right. really all that. <laughs> it's not serious. Yeah, it gets a little serious later. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> so we finish uh, we finish up with the uh, with the pageant and we come to find the uh, parents Simpson, Simpson uh, Marge and Homer in their kitchen talking about the Christmas list and. Uh, Marge has been keeping money aside for shopping, uh, which, by the by, she keeps in her hair. Uh, she makes yeah, Homer I... turn around, so that gives us the indication that Homer maybe isn't very good with money, right? Yeah, it does, but it also, like, like Marge's hair is so outlandish, uh-huh. but it becomes a gag, like, very early on, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I guess I didn't realize that either in terms of like what's just kind of like taken as a fact Mm -hmm. in this world and also like what's there for comedic interest i don't know yeah it's well i mean her hair is tall but her hair is also a gag right exactly so like like that's a very distinctive part of her character but it also plays a part in the story sure yeah so, uh, at any rate, they're going to go shopping uh, at down at the mall, and Bart decides that he is going to get a really great gift for uh, for Marge for Christmas, which is a tattoo that says "Mother,", Mother. which again a, a a really strong cultural image from the eighties and the nineties. Like, if you'd asked me what a tattoo looks like when I was a little kid, I would have said a heart that said mother across mm-hmm. it. That's exactly what I would have thought about. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, I like judging from the description of the episode, mm-hmm. I thought the removal of the tattoo was going to play a much bigger role in this episode. Oh, <laughs> but really it's like a couple minutes. Yeah. He gets the tattoo. Marge takes him to the doctor. They remove the tattoo mm-hmm. and she spends all her money. Yeah. 
wherein lies the crux, right? Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you summarized that because we are 15 minutes into recording. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we need to move along. Yeah. So uh, to get to the actual meaty ep- meat of the episode yeah. in that Marge spends all of her money taking Bart to a dermatologist, I guess, who is also in the mall, uh, in addition to this <laughs> tattoo studio. Uh, who the American shopping mall insists on payment up front. Is that what it's called? Oh no! Oh, I, was oh, just, no I was just saying, like, as speaking of cultural things, shopping malls. Yeah. And Bart is excited to go to the mall. That is very much of the time. Man, I got to tell you, when I was a teenager, like, I would, I would ask to be dropped off at the mall so that I could be cool and hang yeah. out. Just, just so that I could be cool and hang out at the mall. Yeah. Even though I would be by myself, I didn't have any friends that were going to be there. Oh. I just wanted to be cool and hang out at the mall. Wow. Nerd. <laughs> just kidding. What's nerd about that? No, nah, man. I was going to Spencer Gifts. I used to go to the library. Oh, with wow. With my friends. With your friends? Yeah. You can't, like, talk to each other in the library. Eh. We were cool, though. That sounds not cool at all. Uh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> So Bart gets his tattoo. He needs to get it removed. Marge spends all of the Christmas money that was at one point hiding in her hair. Uh, but there's good news because Homer is expecting a Christmas bonus from Mr. Burns, whom we also get introduced to here. Yes. Uh, but Mr. Burns comes over the loudspeaker in the next scene and announces to everybody that. And Mr. Burns does not sound like Mr. Burns. No. Uh, it's important to note that a lot of the voices in uh, the first season especially first and second season sound a lot more tinny mm-hmm. than uh, the voices that we're accustomed to hearing. Right. Well, it, it sounded so different to me mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, we're not going to see him. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, oh, he is making this announcement over the, the loudspeaker, but he's just kind of like this enigma. We're not going to mm-hmm. see him, but we do see him subsequently making said announcement over the loudspeaker. So my point was ruined. However, I thought that was a very interesting <laughs> I'm way. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> of introducing a character was just kind of like having him be this like omnipotent person mm-hmm. in the over the over the loudspeaker. System. Yeah, yeah. So Homer has a real pickle here. He uh, decides that he is not going to tell Marge. And you know, I think later in seasons, uh, as we move through this series, you're going to find out pretty quick that. Uh, Homer becomes as the real gems, which is one of my favorite Simpsons YouTube channels, uh, refers to Homer eventually becomes jerk ass Homer, but this is not jerk ass Homer. Mm. Homer lies to Marge as they're, he, he, he speaks a lie to her. He, fi- he fibs to her, right. uh, li- lying in bed because he doesn't want to tell her that he didn't get his Christmas bonus. He doesn't want to disappoint her. Uh, his motivations here are wholesome. Uh, coming back to the quote that I said. In the trailer, Marge loves Homer, mm-hmm. and Homer loves Marge. That's what makes the Simpsons in this part of the series really work. Right. And so, even though he's lying to Marge, he's doing it out of honest and good uh, motivation. But this gives him a huge problem because he needs to get some money. He says to her, that instead, of, instead of telling her that he didn't get his bonus, he says, I want to do the shopping this year. Right. And so he takes the list, and she's like, oh, okay. Shenanigans will <laughs> Even though see. she outright is like, I feel like you're not telling me something. Right, <laughs> right. Can we talk a little bit about... Oh, wait, never mind. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Um, yeah. So, he, yeah. Oh, wait, no. I'm going to talk about a funny gag I noticed. Okay. And, and I, that made me laugh uh-huh. out loud. Was um, This is rewinding a little bit, folks, but um, Bart has the tattoo removed, correct? Uh-huh. And he's got a bandage on his arm. (laughs) 
And they keep poking it. Yeah. And Lisa's poking it at first. Ow. 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 Quit it. Ow. Quit it. Ow. Quit it. And then Maggie starts doing it. And then Homer starts doing it. So, like, (laughs) I don't know. I just, I thought that was very funny in terms of just comedy. (laughs) Physical comedy. That's it. Yeah. Good old, good old slapstick yeah. comedy. So, um, yeah. So then that's when, after Marge has, or I'm sorry, after Homer has a conversation with Marge and Vet about the shopping, then he goes shopping. Mm-hmm. And there's lava lamps in the store. There are lava lamps in the store. Which oh, is very good. We have a lava lamp in our yeah. living room. That's why that's she noticed I noticed. <laughs> um, but uh, he's buying, you know, stuff that he, that, that is not great gifts. So like pantyhose for right. Marge and that kind of stuff. But Homer very quickly understands uh, that he needs to find a, a ways to supplement Christmas, so he applies to become Santa Claus. Yes. And uh, he goes through the uh, process of becoming Santa, uh, attends his training. He uh, is finally out in the Springfield Mall, and who is there but Bart. Right. Who comes and sits on Santa's lap after what happens? I saw you write this down. Somebody's introduced. Millhouse. Yeah, Millhouse yeah. is introduced. Yeah, Mil- he and Millhouse are having a little chit chat about Santa, mm-hmm. and then he goes and sits on Santa's lap, tries to sabotage the whole thing. Millhouse is the one who actually dares Bart to go pull his beard. Yeah. And so Bart goes and sits in Santa's lap. Uh, says, "I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you?" Uh, a classic Bart line, and then uh, pulls Santa's beard to discover that it's Homer. Which is just funny to me because, I mean, it's just like the, like Hollywood of it all, right? Because uh-huh. that's very clearly Homer. We all know it's Homer. It's the irony. Yeah. The situational irony, I guess, is what you could call it. We refer to that as willing suspension of disbelief. Thank you. You're welcome. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, it's very obviously Homer, but you skipped a scene. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I skip? Because we are introduced to Mo. Yes, we are. We are introduced to Mo's tavern. Uh-huh. And it looks completely and totally different than it does does in the rest of the series. Later on in the series. In the series, yes. Yeah. It, it definitely does. As a matter and of fact, Barney, I believe, is there as well. I wrote down uh, Barney is there, and yeah. I wrote down that it looks a lot like a place that nobody who is listening to this is going to know unless they grew up in like very close to where I grew up. It looks like Pilgreen Steakhouse. Oh. <laughs> it looks like an it looks like an old like eighties into nineties steakhouse yeah. with the with the booths that are a full like three quarters of a circle uh, centered around a table, um, and it's it's just dank in there. Right. Uh, that's a phrase that uh, Carl will use later in the series. But no, well, the dank, the dank. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Mo is wearing a pink apron, which is. Weird. You were all about the colors. I am all about here. the colors. Very... Well, I mean, somebody's got to do it because you can't. Fair enough. <laughs> Ouch. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. So we've uh, so we've uh, got Homer uh, has been discovered by Bart, and he takes him back into little Santa's uh, Santa shack. And this is where we get this heartfelt notion from Homer that he has to do this, and he didn't tell anybody else about it. Nobody knows that he's Santa. Uh, well, Homer eventually uh, finishes his business as far as Santa, being Santa is concerned, and he receives his whopping paycheck of 13, 13 bucks. Yeah. And, oh, sorry. I was jumping ahead a little bit. He decides to go to the racetrack yep. and bet the $13. 
Best $13 at the advice of Barney, who yes. has already been introduced. Barney the Barfly. And uh, at the at the racetrack, he goes to the uh, window, the betting window, and he says, I want to bet on number six, mm-hmm. who is Santa's little helper. Santa's little helper. And the odds for Santa's little helper, 99 to 1, which means if... If Santa Little Helper wins the race, he Homer will receive one thousand two hundred and eighty-seven dollars. I don't know if you saw me pull out my calculator. Uh, I, I was going to inform our listeners. That <laughs> I did, in fact, watch you pull your calculator out, and I and, and I and I went. I don't know if that's really important, but okay. <laughs> Although I, I, mean, I say this as somebody who recently watched Squid Game and yeah. was constantly doing the monetary <laughs> conversions every time how a new amount of money. How many won or whatever it is. How, yeah, how many Korean yeah. won equals this many yeah. dollars. And yeah. in the beginning, I was like, this isn't that much money. Why would you do this? <laughs> well, and we, all, we also skipped over another scene where somebody else was introduced. Kind of. Okay. They, uh, the family, meaning Marge, Patty, Selma, Lisa, uh-huh. and Maggie, uh-huh. are all at home watching TV. Uh-huh. They're not watching Itchy and Scratchy, which is what I would assume they would be watching on TV. It's the little elves talking on the television. Uh-huh. But who else is there? Those become important later. Oh, okay. Who else is there? Grandpa Simpson is there. Grandpa is there. Uh-huh. But we don't acknowledge that he's grandpa at all. Yeah. He's so just there. He's just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that that was important as well. <laughs> Maybe it's not. I don't I, know. Uh, you seem to think it's not. I I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know. So like watching this and knowing that this is not the actual first episode, Fair. I assume at some other point we're gonna see Grandpa like introduce. an introduction to Grandpa. I yeah. didn't even think of it that way. So there we are. So uh, long story short, uh, Homer goes to the track. He bets the money on Santa's little helper. Santa's little helper or number six fails. Uh, does not win the race, and Homer is left with no money for Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. Big problems. He and Bart walk outside, and Barney has apparently won his bet uh, and drives away with Darla? Do- Who was it? I don't remember. Anyway, some, uh, some one-off, <laughs> I didn't write that one down. line. Some and, lady. Uh, but then being chased out of the arena is the very, the very puppy, uh, Santa's little helper. helper. Yeah, and I think I think this is the part where it's very easy to see why this show is so endearing uh-huh. to people. In that, this dog runs up to them, and they're like, and and Bart's like, "Can we keep him?" And of course, Homer's like, "Yes, of course we can keep him." And he becomes this ubiquitous part of this show. Well, as as the dog is running up to Homer, Homer's going, "No, no, 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 no." Right, but right. In, in the end, he's a big old softy. Well, right? Yeah. yeah. He's a, but son, he's a loser. Son, he's a, and then he gets a lick on his cheek. Yeah. He's a Simpson. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I think that was kind of like what clutched it for me. Uh huh. Because I am a big old softie when it comes to animals and such. This so, is, this is true. So it's uh, like, oh. This is, this is, this good. is, <laughs> this is the woman who started crying <laughs> as soon as you hear the, ah, Selenia in Lion King. Lion y'all. King is a very sad movie. <laughs> So you know how it ends. Homer takes the dog home, and it turns out that it's the greatest Christmas present that ever could be. And his name is not number eight, as he says, even though he was number six. Uh, it's Santa's it's little Santa's helper. It's Santa's little helper. That's right. Yeah. Now, uh, 
yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was I was just gonna say. So you know that's you know, that's the episode as a whole. But uh, we've mentioned sort of these as we came as we walked through a little bit. But I just want to hear your thoughts. So I've seen this episode before. You actually have seen this episode. I have, before. but it's been several years, and uh, I did not. Rem- I remember that that's when they get the dog. That's so it. tell me, tell me what are your impressions of the episode, having watched through it? There were. There were several laugh out loud moments, as I said. Mm-hmm. Um, the I'll quit it being one of them. Um, the what? I'll, when they're poking his. Uh, oh, the I'll quit it. Oh, I yeah, see. the tattoo. Uh-huh. I thought the tattoo was going to play a much bigger role. Mm-hmm. I think I said that earlier, but I thought that that was going to be like kind of the crux of it, right? Um, and it wasn't, and that's I guess kind of refreshing, just because like I don't know. It's, it's just kind of like a minor <laughs> blip on the radar uh-huh, of the okay. episode. Sorry. But uh, yeah, and I, like I said, I think it's it's definitely kind of solidifies Homer is being adult, mm-hmm. but also meaning well in yeah. terms of what he does for his family. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, he's, he's so much more genuine than what you see in a lot of the later and more recent episodes. Homer uh, Homer cares about his family. Right. And because he cares about his family, he's willing to go through these links and make some choices that might be bad choices as you watch them, but you can understand why somebody might do it. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I, so a, oh, can we can we can we say the Lisa Lisa quote? Yeah, I was actually going to say. I, I yeah. think what uh, one of the things that uh, we should talk about when we're talking about these episodes are some of the great quotes because that's one of the things that we mentioned in the trailer is that I say quotes from The Simpsons to you all the time, right? And you uh, sometimes don't know what I mean. So well, this isn't one of them, but um, no, I, this is not a quote that I, I would I say. Did, I did write down. I said Lisa is standing up for Homer. Uh huh. And then um, I, I think it's when Patty and Selma are being very derisive of Homer's ability to be a father and a husband, right? Yes, yes. It and is. she stands up for him, and I wrote, OMFG, Lisa is spouting the truth. <laughs> That's what you wrote? <laughs> That's what I wrote down. Okay, well, tell us what so she said. So Lisa, defending her dad, says, aside from the fact that he has the same frailties as all human beings, he's the only father I have. Therefore, he is my model of manhood, and my estimation of him will govern the prospects of my adult relationships. So I hope you he- bear in mind that any knocks at him is a knock at me, and I am far too young to defend myself against such onslaughts. <laughs> Which is boom, deep as hell yeah. for a 10-year-old child. Eight. No, she's, she's eight. eight. Yeah. Sorry. That's deep as hell as an eight-year-old child, but it also resonated with me because you know my family. Like The men I grew up around definitely uh, had a strong influence on the dude I chose to marry. <laughs> uh, you mean me? Yeah. <laughs> and by that, I mean like, the qualities I would look for in someone. Well, people say that all the time, right? Like people, people say things like, Oh, you know, you always end up marrying your mother or something like that. So, I mean, the people that influence you as a child, obviously influence you in the person you become as, as an adult. And Lisa very eloquently in a way that eight year old Robert would not have put together. Not me either. Uh, uh, Spouts the truth. Is that what you wrote? <laughs> yes, I said spouting truth. So good job, Lisa. The uh, the only other quote that I want to bring 
to point here is that we get from Homer, uh, outside of the shorts, in, in this first episode, we get the very first annoyed grunt. Oh, I thought you were going to say the first don't. That's what that is. Did you know that? No. Yeah. These are <laughs> these are written in the scripts as annoyed, annoyed grunts. Grunt. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I and did not know Dan Castanella. Dan, Dan Ca- Castanella. Cast- I can never say this man's <laughs> name. I've been a fan of this show since I was a little kid, and I cannot get his name right. I never can. Uh, he interpreted it as, don't. Okay. So when Homer walks out of the scene with Bart behind in, little, in Shannon's little shack, uh, and he pours his heart out to Bart. He walks forward and goes, Hey, kids, dipper, 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 da, ho, ho, and hits his head on. That's the sound of me slapping my forehead, everybody. <laughs> uh, he hits his head on the door frame. So we get, Ho, ho, dope. Oh. <laughs> and I had no idea. That's the I did, first one. I did notice that, and I was like, Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that that's the way that came about. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, Caitlin, I think that we have been recording for a long time. How long have we been recording? Let's take a look. Ooh, over 30 minutes, 33 minutes. So that's okay. Hey, you know what? Uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for us to make our way through the rest of season one and get into season 9,000 as we... (laughs) Uh, eventually grow old and oh God. pass it along is this to our heirs. Is this going to take us 33 years because we're going to be real old by the time we finish this? Well, you know, I mean, a regular season, most regular seasons have how many episodes? 22? Like 24? 23? 22? I don't know. So, you know, we could do two seasons in a year if we do one episode per week. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, uh, I think that... Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun as we continue to move forward. And we're really excited that you're listening. If you made it this far, we congratulate you. Good job. Way <laughs> um, to go. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe. Uh, and be sure to follow us on our Instagram, which is Escalator to Nowhere Pod, P O D, Escalator to Nowhere. Uh, you can also contact us if you'd like to send us an email at Escalator to Nowhere Pod at gmail.com. I'm Robert. I'm Keelan. And we'll look forward to seeing you for Season 1, Episode 2. Goodbye.